Welcome to the podcast. It's the Jenna and Tosh Show. I'm Tosh Taylor. And I'm Jenna Morton, and we have another fantastic guest with us this week, someone who is new to the show, and we are just so excited to hear all the stories that Damon has to share with us. Damon Levine is joining us from the New Brunswick Black History Society. Hello and welcome. Jenna and Tosh, how are you today? Wonderful. Thanks for joining us. I, I have to admit that I've basically spent my like hour before we hopped on this call reading things off the website and going down rabbit holes from the Facebook group and already this morning have discovered so many more fantastic stories than I knew previously about some of the fantastic people in the Black community in New Brunswick. And I'm just so, so grateful and so excited for you to, to share with us about your organization and about some of the some of the work you guys have been doing lately. I'll start off by saying that uh, this being Black History Month, we have uh, quite a few things going on. Um, the, the first of which, which I, I definitely want to promote, is we have a speaker series, which has been going on since last Friday. And basically what we've done is um, we've brought in uh, various speakers from around the province who will give free uh, interactive online talks, which means that you know they, they, they present something and you can ask questions of them. And they're presenting topics ranging from Black loyalist history, the, the Willow Grove settlement, which is a, which is a Black settlement here in St. John, outside of uh, St. John, personal uplift. We had the poet Clyde Ray come on last Friday and do a poetry reading. Um, yesterday, we had uh, David Peters talk about the founding of, uh, of Prude and, and, the, and the Black community in St. John before that and, and after that. So it's just a fascinating collection of, uh, of, of stories and facts from um, people uh, around the province, you know, related to Black history. We have some historians who'll be talking about uh, Black loyalists who... Uh, from reading our website, you probably learned that Black loyalists were the uh, African-American uh, slaves who agreed to fight for the British. In the Revolutionary War, they were evacuated to Canada. So we have um, Stephen Davidson who'll be talking about that uh, a little later in the month. So just a lot of fascinating stuff going on with our speaker series. Um, in addition, Canada Post has dedicated a stamp or created a stamp um, commemorating the Black refugees to the Willow Grove settlement in the early 19th century uh, around St. John. We had an unveiling for that last, uh, last Friday, which was uh, really, really quite, quite beautiful because in addition to having a lot of our local politicians and, and the mayor there, we also had uh, quite a few of the Willow Grove residents who are now quite old. Um, but uh, I guess that was a, a prominent Black refugee settlement, you know, from the early 19th century, um, well up until the the mid 20th century. So just fascinating stuff, really, you know, New Brunswick history wise. And that's something that both Tosh and I really do have a passion for having neither of us grew up here. Mm -hmm. And so we, we just kind of spend our time now trying to find out as much as we can about this place we've decided to call home. And, and I have to say that in the past, I found it a little bit difficult to easily find some of these stories. And I feel like all of a sudden, there are so many fantastic stories that are, are popping up that that your organization is sharing and i'm to have the the stamp i think it, it is part of that it's just it's so prominent and so wonderful to have that coming out into everyone's you know consciousness and talking about you know the the history there you're absolutely right um jenna and i'll tell you you know just just based on what i've learned um is that there's been a lot of people in in this province in the black community, especially doing doing work to 
put these stories out there about about New Brunswick's black black community, really about the, about the maritime black community, because it, it is it is quite fascinating. Um, but they've been working at this for for decades. There are people here in the St. John area who are related to the, the uh, New Brunswick Black History Society, like Ralph Thomas, um, David Peters, Peter uh, Little, uh, uh, Mary Louise McCarthy Brandt. Um, you know, uh, Graham Nickerson, and plenty of other people who are related to the History Society who've just been doing a lot of work over the years to, to bring these stories out. Because, you know, you, you've probably read on our site, there's a lot of Black history, Black maritime history, Black New Brunswick history that people would have known at the time, but, you know, over time, it just, it kind of fades away, right? It just been, and then it, it's not part of the public record anymore. Well, these people have been working for decades, like in the case of like, Ralph and, and David Peters, well, six decades since the 1960s to, to bring this stuff uh, forward and then make it more prominent. Um, and, you know, I think they definitely deserve credit for doing that because now, uh, you know, we have the website and, and we have the society. Uh, people can go see these stories, much like you have, and, you know, sort of become informed. In addition to all these people who've been doing this, this great work over the last six decades here in, in New Brunswick's black community, we have just a lot of really fascinating young people also doing brilliant work. Um, there's the, the Black in the Maritimes podcast, which if you have not uh, heard it, um, you really need to hear it. it, it is, it's brilliant. It's called Black in the Maritimes, Google it. They also have put out a video um, every few weeks or so. Um, and there's also Black Lives Matter New Brunswick and, and also the, the other various Black Lives Matter organizations um, all over the province, which are, are doing phenomenal things for New Brunswick's Black community, as well as uh, bringing forth the, the stories of Black New Brunswickers from the past and preserving that, that history. So I, I highly recommend checking, um, checking them out as well. That makes me want to hear some like really cool stories, like off the top of your head, Damon, what yeah. is like your favorite historical event? Well, I am glad you asked me <laughs> this, Taylor. So I have, I actually have a book of the, uh, of the stamps yes. here that commemorate um, black refugees to, uh, to New Brunswick. And the woman here in, on the stamp is actually named Eliza, Eliza Diggs Taylor, okay? Cool. Um, Black refugee from the United States fleeing slavery, early 1900s. So two weeks ago, we get an email from a woman in Massachusetts saying that she heard that Canada Post has released a stamp. Uh, and the woman on that stamp is her relative. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. That's amazing, right? So I contact her. And yeah, it turns out she says her family in Massachusetts has done all of the research um, on the family, uh, ha has heard, heard about this woman, but just couldn't get any information out of Canada on her, right? Like they've done all the research. This, I guess, Eliza, this Eliza Diggs-Taylor um, was this woman's great-great-grandmother, right? So they knew that. And, and that particular woman had somehow moved to New England, right? And so the family became an American family, like a black American family, a black Boston family. But uh, they were always curious about this, this Canadian relative. Well, I put her in touch with, with Ralph Thomas from the, uh, the New Brunswick Black History Society, who of course had the, had the Canada side of things, had the New Brunswick side of things. And like, he's just rattling off all these names. So it's amazing. So they, they, they got in touch with each other and he told her all about her family, but on the Canada side, which just, 
made her so happy. And of course, that's that's one of the things we like to do here at the New Brunswick Black History Society, right? We like to 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 make those connections because, as you've you probably read in um, on our, our website, um, black refugees, black loyalists, basically, you know, the first large black communities in in Canada in the Maritimes were former African American slaves who either got here by the Underground Railroad or or fought for the British against the Americans in the Revolutionary War and, uh, and, were, and were brought here by the Brits. So those bonds are there. Perhaps you can hear in my accent, I am, I'm not a Maritimer, uh, I'm a Pennsylvanian, but uh, we learned about those Blacks uh, when I was in grade school. And I've always been curious about, to me, that other side, like, wow, whatever happened to those Blacks? I mean, obviously I live around them now, but, uh, but those bonds are still there. And, and, and I, I feel it's, it's really good to strengthen those bonds, like a lot of us wouldn't know, a lot of Black Americans wouldn't know their relatives that, you know, got taken to Canada. That those 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 ties are, are long gone. Likewise, a, a lot of uh, Black Canadians, Black Maritimers, wouldn't know anything about the U.S. side of their families just because of the nature of, of slavery. You know, they had to get out; it wasn't safe down there back then. So mm-hmm. I, I find that I find that stuff very fascinating. And it's so powerful, and it's so. It's so important. I think that's part of what always draws me to history and to those stories is you start to realize just how connected we all are. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking too about, you know, the Acadians in New Brunswick, who of course have huge, you know, family ties with Creole communities. And, yes. and you know, they've, they've worked hard to try to reestablish some of those connections. And it's, you know, for my family was Scottish and it's the same thing, you know, the Scots who didn't land in the Maritimes landed down in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different ways that we're all connected that the more that we remind ourselves of those and, and strengthen those ties, the more we're all going to understand each other now. That's a great, that's a great point, Jenna. And- you know, it, it's interesting you say that. So I, I tend to live my life, um, especially here now that I'm in Canada, kind of like getting rid of the border. I see similarities on both sides of the border. I see, you know, I see uh, family names that are prominent in, in this part of New Brunswick are also prominent in Maine, uh, namely the name Darling. And you may or may not know it, but Mayor Don Darling is the mayor of St. John. But if you go to Bangor, there are also quite quite a lot of Darlings there. So obviously, you know, from the same seed, they just branched off somehow. Uh, I, I see this all over the place. Uh, just like you said, you know, the, the Scots in the U.S. South, it's just, just the Scots-Irish, the Brits put the Scots-Irish all over the Americas, the Maritimes, the South, the Appalachia, uh, same people, you know, just different countries. It, 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 it really is fascinating. I want to know um, what brought you here? Like what, what brought you to, to St. John specifically and uh, what your connection is and how are you loving it so far and your work with the society? Yeah, thanks, uh, Tosh. So um, like a lot of come from ways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my relationship brought me here. Uh, I met my, uh, my partner uh, when I was living and working in, uh, in New York City back in uh, yeah, about, about 10 years ago now. And um, we dated uh, long distance for a, a brief period. Then she lived with me in New York, New York City. And after she lived with me and got her master's down there, she came back and it was really up to me to decide what to do. To, would I like her to move down to the States or, you know, what I, do I want to move here? So I decided to move here. Yeah, that's what I did. I've always been, uh, I'm a, much like, uh, I believe you, Tosh, I am a uh, former, well, I'm a former journalist. I know you're, you're a broadcaster. Um, I'm a former journalist, 
have a degree in uh, journalism and uh, worked in, in newspapers um, many, many years ago. So I've always had an interest in, uh, in, in history, mm -hmm. things like that. And so just coming here and kind of living the history that I was taught in, in grade school fascinates me. So this, this relates to how I like my time at St. John. I, I quite like it. And I've, I've talked to a lot of um, St. Johners and Maritimers in, generals who, in general who will always say things like, oh, you lived in New York City. I'm, I'm from Philadelphia, by the way. But, uh, oh, you lived in New York City you, and you're from Philly. Like, you must find this like so slow. And I'm like, I really don't. You know, first off, I, I like I like the city that St. John is. Like, St. John's a small city. I It's um, it, it's comfortable to me. You know, like, I know what city living is like, so that's not a problem. And, uh, you know, wilderness is literally three minutes away so <laughs> yeah, and it's such a fun city it's such a historic city like St. yeah John it is and, just and that, like it oozes out of it <laughs> it absolutely does and and that I I like to being from you know being from um, Philadelphia like that's also quite old these are all British cities right so I get it in that respect I definitely get it in that respect Jenna had sent me this morning the story of Georgina, like the ice queen of St. John. Yeah, Georgina and Wessel. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how I'm naming her She's now. She's like the my ice new queen hero. of St. John. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. I'm reading through it and and the article and how like she dominated the city in the ice market, which is unbelievable. But like that she lived on Prince William. And and yeah. I'm like, oh my God, like it's so cool when you can read stories like that and been like, I've walked on that street, I've walked past that building. I've, exactly. you know, like that's really I love that. Well, you know, it, it's, it's so interesting you mentioned that, Tosh. So uh, uh, poet and playwright Clyde Ray is putting on a, uh, a production here in St. John called We Were Here, which basically uh, it's, it's several actors. I, I'm actually one of them. And we're all playing uh, different uh, St. John uh, Black figures from, from Black history here in, in New Brunswick. And one of our uh, you know, one of our actor, actresses, actresses playing um, Georgina Wetzel. You know, I know about her story through that as well. But um, this play is going to highlight a lot of those people that we're talking about. So Georgina Wetzel, the ice lady, um, Abraham Beverly Walker, uh, Canada's first black lawyer. Uh, I play the uh, runner, uh, well, he's runner and, and a man of so many other talents called Eldridge Eatman, um, who's a, a born in St. John, was this phenomenal runner. He, he, he stowed away on a boat to Britain in the early part of the 20th century and then managed to win a bunch of titles over there. But, but not only that, he was a, a musician as well. So he, he, made, he made his living when he wasn't running races and winning these titles in Britain. He made his living as a musician in Britain. And he also served in, the, in World War I um, with the Royal Northumberland Fusiliers as its only black non-commissioned officer. The guy was in the trenches for like two years. This is a St. John dude, right? <laughs> Crazy. Now, and, and back to your point, Jenna, and again, if I'm monopolizing the conversation, please shut no, me no, up. No, 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 this is the point. <laughs> <laughs> but back to your point, Jenna, uh, you, you talked about how we're all, um, we're all intertwined. So in this region, uh, there are a lot of Eatmans, E-A-T-O-N or E-A-T-M-A-N, but, but there are a lot of Eatmans. Now, Eldridge Eatman was black, right? So black Eatmans. Um, my partner said, you know, I've never, I've never met a white Eatman. And me personally, I've never met a black Eatman, which is so weird, right? But somehow or another, those, the black Eatmans and the white, white Eatmans are definitely combined as, as families in this part of the world. Um, there is a, a singer here in St. John, who is white, named Austin Eatman, 
who freely acknowledges that Eldridge is his uh, is one of his uh, his relatives, which is fascinating. Extremely, I absolutely yeah. love. I I had I had seen just this morning about this we were here production that yes. is coming, and I just I absolutely I love the concept, and I love that it's available online for people. And we'll yes. make sure that we put all those uh, the links and everything in because there's still time to get your tickets to watch it. But I absolutely love how it's it's focusing in on people and stories because that's what most of us can relate to and what most of us will remember and take away. You know, some of us have that head for history and we like the facts and the figures and the dates. But for most people, it's that connection to a story that sticks with you and helps you understand people and place. And so Absolutely. I'm just, I'm so excited to hear about this project and to, to go buy my ticket after this. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and <laughs> thank you for saying that. I think you're really going to enjoy it. We're, we're, we're putting together some great stuff um, with, with the, this particular project from Clyde Ray. Uh, you know, all of the, all of the figures that the, that are on, well, not all of them, but, but quite a few of them that are on the uh, profile on our website, the New Brunswick Black History website, um, are, are featured in this, uh, in this play. Uh, there's just, there's some really impressive people. There, there really are. Uh, uh, Cornelius Sparrow, again, another um, uh, former black American slave that made his way here, you know, via Underground Railroad and then opened up a, a, a business um, and say a pretty prominent business back in the, the late 19th century. Uh, who else am I thinking about? Constance Timberlake, who was a St. Johner. Um, who uh, moved to the States and was very active in the U.S. civil rights movement in the, uh, in the 60s. And then I think, I think, I believe she died in 2019, but she was quite, quite a prominent educator. I believe she taught um, at university down there in, in the U.S. So really, really quite a prominent St. Johner. So just, just a fascinating, um, uh, fascinating stories and, and really well worth, well worth it. I believe it happens, uh, it's going to be streaming on the uh, on February 25th, 26th, and 27th, um, due to COVID restrictions, it was going to be a longer run, an in-person run from the 23rd to the 27th. But due to COVID restrictions, right now it's streaming from the 25th to the 27th of February. However, uh, if we get word, we're still waiting, uh, and you know things go back into yellow. Hopefully, it could very well be the 23rd. But right now, it's solidly 25th to the 27th and streaming. Which is fantastic because yeah. then it's accessible to everyone, not just New Brunswickers. Because I yes, think exactly. it's, it's going to be a powerful piece, I think. Yeah, or St. Johners for that matter, right? So mm -hmm. that's that's very cool. Okay, Damon, unfortunately, we do have to, to wrap up the show today. But uh, before we do, I want to know what else can people find? Like if they're looking for information, what else can they find on the website? Yeah, so Tosh, what we to, to do at the website is offer uh, people any kind of genealogical uh, any uh, help with any kind of genealogical work they're doing particularly as it relates to, to black new brunswick now i need to i need to stipulate here that this doesn't mean we do the work for people making the inquiry and, and not put that on the website as well but if you've done quite a bit of work uh on your family line um we we have people on staff who will help you point you in the right direction um and perhaps they know somebody in your family line, they can help you with that. So we'll, we'll help you with your research provided that you've done uh, the lion's share of it. 
Okay. So something we something we, we like to offer. I'll make those little connections, right? When you're missing that, like, oh, you know, there's something there. <laughs> exactly. And one one final thing I'd like to say about the New Brunswick Black History Society is that um, we have a networking page which has uh, Black-owned businesses on it, which um, we highly recommend people check out just to kind of, uh, you know, support Black-owned businesses in, in, in New Brunswick and uh, just help, you know, help each other get ahead. We have two speakers, which I think you'll really like for your podcast. Now, one of them is no stranger to you. Uh, on Monday, February 23rd at uh, 6 p.m., we're going to have Lily Lynch as part of our speaker series. And you'll know her as the, the owner of Sankara, the, the catering business. You've had her on your podcast. Uh, Lily is, uh, she's, um, you know, she's doing big things. Um, and she she's going to be talking about uh, her family and the story is called the herstory of black loyalist remembering rose fortune rose fortune is known as uh canada's first uh black female law enforcer but really what she was uh she is she she's a black woman who was born into to escaped slave parents in the united states uh who managed to find her way here to canada and opened up a cartage business on the uh on the, the wharf in, I believe, Annapolis Royal in, uh, in, in Nova Scotia and made quite a, quite a living for herself. But she's also the namesake of the St. John to Digby Ferry, Fundy Rose. And I am honored to say that Rose Fortune was born in my hometown of Philadelphia in what was then the province of Pennsylvania when it was still British. All these connections, eh? Like, oh, that's it. crazy. What are the links to the website uh, and social media? That people can follow. Yeah, exactly. I would I would highly recommend people uh, become uh, connected to the New Brunswick Black uh, History Society uh, via its its Facebook uh, presence. So just type type in New Brunswick Black History Society. We have a website which is nbblackhistorysociety.org. That's all one word. nbblackhistorysociety.org. Uh, and also, I would highly recommend people um, look into um, the social service organization in St. John called PRUDE. That's the, that's the organization I work for also. And um, it's a social service organization dedicated to uh, uh, sort of multicultural education and, uh, and, and various newcomer programs. It was started uh, by and for St. John's Black community about 40 years ago and has expanded to cover all aspects of uh, inclusion and, and, um, and uplift for newcomers, um, women, racialized people. It's, it's quite, a good, uh, quite a good organization. It, uh, the website is prudeinc.org. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time. And Jenna will have everything in the show notes for all of our listeners who want to who want to click on any of that information. Damon, it has been such an edu educational time with you today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, Tasha, Jenna, really, thanks for having me. This has been great. Thank you for listening to this episode. We are thrilled that you're listening. We hope you love it so much that you're going to hit the subscribe button. You're going to like, you're going to tell your friends and family. Don't forget to leave us that very important review as well. And you can find us on all social media platforms. Me as Tosh.WoodTaylor. And you can follow Pickle Planet Moncton on the website, Facebook, or Instagram. 